Hello, and welcome to Pod from a Fog, a theme park and haunt podcast. Today, we're talking with Alicia Stella about what's coming to Universal Orlando Resort. Uh, but as always, joining me is Luke. Bonjour, dearest listeners. And Alicia. Hey, happy to be here from the fog. <laughs> well, there's a lot going on at Universal over the past, like, what, 10 years or so. And I'm excited to see what they do, obviously, with Epic and everything. But you're kind of the person that knows almost everything that goes on it feels like and we just wanted to pick your brain for an hour or so about what's going on so our first question is what do you see happening with toon lagoon nothing you really? know what's weird about universal orlando and universal parks in general is that what may be happening today could change tomorrow on a whim like uh, I, I used to report on like any rumor that I heard and uh, then I've been burned too many times. So like at this point, I'm like, here's what they've talked about, but I don't know what they're going to do. They, they can wake up tomorrow and be like, we're tearing it all down. Uh, but as of right now, they have so many other things going on. Toon Lagoon has two of the highest rated like water rides in the world. Uh, it's because they're fantastic. Yeah. So what's happening in Toon Lagoon? Nothing. They're going to continue to like paint each section over and over again and then start over at the beginning because it's always fading. And the amphitheater will sit there unless they need to film something once a year or there's a cheerleading competition. So, you know, status quo. Man, it, that's like my biggest like talking point every time is what's going on in Toon Lagoon? Because People like it, it. Are you saying you want it to close? I feel dated. It was dated when it opened. It's classic. <laughs> it's classic. That's the word no, you mean. Main Street is classic. Toon Lagoon is dated. Yeah, I think if anything ever happens, the amphitheater through the King's Row Road would be replaced and Popeye and Dudley would remain Toon Lagoon because there's no way they're going to just get rid of that. That makes sense. But um, there are no current plans to do that. Yeah. What was that? I said Popeye at the very least. I love that ride. Even if Dudley it's... has higher ratings. I don't understand it. Popeye is so good. Yeah. Because the only the... the only bad part is getting on that ride stresses me out. <laughs> With the moving conveyor yeah, thingy? That, yeah. That's that's a nightmare. <laughs> For me, it's truthfully, honestly, Dudley's has some of the most like unique dialogue ever to me. Um and I love like the weird catchy animatronics. It's also like a water coaster. That's a lot of fun. I quote it. I haven't even been on it in like 10 years, but I still quote it all the time. I'm like, I say you're going the wrong way. And like, yeah. <laughs> Horse, I've lost my train of thought. <laughs> or the Mountie doesn't get the woman, but always gets his steed. Once and again, he's... our Mountie proves. <laughs> yeah. Or so hero good. proves. Yeah. You can hear that um, one from walking by. So you don't have to get uh, soaking wet. Yeah, it's on the bridge at the end. Uh, if you walk by the the bridge and just sit and watch, yeah, I, it's it's. I, I like Toon Lagoon, and I know some people who love Toon Lagoon. I never do anything at it, but I, it makes me happy that it exists still. Yeah, I also think like food there's less than desirable. They've improved the Asian offerings at the um, cafe there, the the comic strip cafe, and yeah. now I don't like it anymore. I, I oh. prefer really bad theme park Chinese food, and when they improved it and offered more realistic food, I do not care for it. How dare they? If you want actual Chinese food, you go to a Chinese restaurant. Yeah, yeah. I mean a theme so park. You go to a theme park for, right. like, theme park food. Right. I, I, I want... want microwavable food if I'm at theme parks. Right. So, uh, uh, like, uh, apparently people <laughs> like it now, and now... That's crazy. Theme park food either has to be microwavable or like the world's greatest chicken tenders, and there's like <laughs> no in between. Uh, Not wrong. Yeah, um, I have two levels. I like, I like, I appreciate high, super good quality like satuli ca canteen like bowls, and I also appreciate the worst like theme park food that's practically inedible for most humans, and there's no in between for me. I want it to be the best or the worst, and either way, I like it just as much. I feel like I'm gonna burn this bridge right now. I hate Centula Canteen. How dare you? That's fine. You like Pizza Rizzo, so. Yeah, Pizza Rizzo is great. Um, the next question is: Besides Epic, do you think there will be a new park in the future for Universal? Like, as in, like a second gate for Epic in a way? I mean, it's definitely possible. the The long term plan allocates space for another gate. Um, 
which is technically big enough to oh, like to add a Universal Studios Florida sized theme park minus the sound stages. Um, but they'd have to build parking garages across the street and use half of the flat parking lot and the rest of the expansion space. So I definitely think they're thinking ahead to maybe do it, but there are no current plans to do it. Originally, they were thinking of doing a city walk type experience there, uh, really focusing on theater shows like Broadway style theaters. Oh, that'd be awesome. And, and also another water park. Um, but in recent years, having like Blue Man Group close, having their city walk kind of go through so many changes, and then the opening of Volcano Bay and having issues with the manufacturer and capacity and complaints and uh just a bad left a bad taste in their mouth so i think there's people within the company now they're like no more water parks no more city walks we're done with that <laughs> so yeah. i think another theme park is more likely at this point than uh those other things that's, that's crazy because like pretty far down the line though right oh yeah and no, i'm talking uh, 15 20 yeah. years away yeah i i don't I see it's been in the work for a while so yeah i mean technically uh, since 1996 if you think about it yeah <laughs> Yeah, it's crazy for me because like I heard a rumbling of like maybe it's going to be a new park after Epic, and I'm like, mm, I don't see that happening. But then like the more I think about like they have the space. Like, it's I definitely built. Print. It's like they're building Islands of Adventure first on the left, and they're leaving room to add Universal Studios Florida because of the shape of the, each of these parks or the shape of where there can be a park. It really looks like it. Like if you look at the plot of land where the parking lot is and they'd have to rearrange the lagoons, they can make a lagoon in the center and a oblong rectangular park off to the right of Epic Universe. It looks exactly like the layout of the original resort. It's very strange with garages in the middle. Garages and then put uh, some more hotels on either side and boom, you have a win. Yeah, there's um, there's more room for hotels, but they're all kind of to the left. The, the parking garage would take over the space across the street below the parking lot right now, or at least one of the parking garages. They need two of them. Um, so, yeah, I, they have a build-out plan, but it's like if you were to look at the build-out plan, it's just a giant gray box that says future gate. <laughs> like, they don't yeah. know what they're doing. <laughs> yeah, it kind of ties into what you said about it, it can just change on a whim. Oh, right? yeah. Changing on a whim is exactly what happens. You know, we lose Poseidon's Fury randomly, and it saddens everybody. What's funny is they were going to build Epic Universe on the right side of the parcel, um, like where Universal Studios Florida is at the current resort, and then add a theme park on the left side eventually. But the, um, the, the, the Florida Department of Environmental Protection was still working with certifying the land as safe because it was a missile testing site yep. for ah. Lockheed Martin for like <laughs> 40 years. Um, oh and they've actually been cleaning up the soil uh, and the, the lagoons there. They've been cleaning up the, the, the drainage for 20 some odd years, which is so funny because long story short, Universal used to own this land. Uh, and then their former owner of Universal sold it off after 9-11 to recoup some of the money. But they had already put in a plan to clean this land that was approved by the EPA. And that plan was to put into action in the time that Universal didn't own the land. And then when it was like, okay, the land is clean now, Universal's like, we'll take that back. And then they built a theme park on it. So the timing is very strange, but it, it's they like, thank you for putting through the plan that we put forward. It was supposed to be like a, a couple year plan and it ended up taking like 10 years because they paused a lot. But the land is clean and safe. I've seen the records, but it, but they ended up building on the, the part that was done already first uh, uh, and then put the flat parking lot on the other side. because so they're like there's no inert yeah. missiles that are going to be blowing anyone up. No, no, it's nothing like that. It was just more like leaching chemicals yeah. uh, into the soil that can run off into the, to the, it's just in the drinking. No, I'm not, I'm not going to make that joke. It's fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. It's going to be the, the three-eyed fish from Simpsons. This is going to swimming in the lagoon, uh, the main lagoon of Epic. And it's going to be like, hey, look, it's Blinky. Yeah, it's, it's not like toxic waste or anything. It's just, you know, harmful yeah, chemicals you know, that you don't want to ingest. Universe, but... Sometimes, but don't get the water there because it tastes like gunpowder. Well, let's not even talk about the water. There's a water treatment plant off to the right yeah. of the theme park too. We have to deal with yeah. that. Uh, I don't. Uh, supposedly, if you upgrade your water treatment plant, it won't stink anymore. So I have to wonder if Universal is like just going to start throwing money at Orange County, like upgrade it, upgrade it. Please. 
Yeah. I mean, there's a reason I imagine that the original Wizarding World Land was entirely indoors in the plans. Uh, yeah. Because it's the, the giant building automatically blocks the, the sewage area, but also you're inside in air conditioning so you don't smell it. And then when they saw what the AC bill was going to be, they're like, nah, forget it. Forget it. <laughs> I... <laughs> what, do you think there's a possibility that they could just pay Orange County to theme the waste to the water treatment plant well it's going to be blocked by the giant show buildings yeah. and the facades over at the harry potter land but but it, like we're gonna be walking around wizarding paris going man paris smells like crap well, <laughs> like, that's just paris. Obviously, that, that's actually paris though uh, I don't, in all honesty I'm not, I'm not making that joke for the record i am not that's not me i am, I am. my mom I've was in to... paris last year and complained about how it smelled so it's just immersive theming then, I guess. Exactly. They're like, hey, we're transporting you straight to Paris with uh, these creatures above you. That's maybe that's why the poop smells when it's here. Yeah, that's what it is. It's just a giant, like, weird uh, flowy dragon out the window pooping on the concrete. Mm-hmm. That would be kind of odd. I would, I would see that. Um, immersive what theming. Do see, <laughs> what do you see for the futures of uh, Universal Studios Florida? Do you see them, like, changing much? Since I feel like that park is more dated than Islands is. Yeah, I just gave an interview a couple of days ago, um, and they were asking me how Epic Universe is going to affect the landscape of theme parks. And I'm like, I don't think it's going to take away too much business from Disney, but it's definitely going to take away business from studios. Uh, I, what happens when Disney opened a new gate every time is that it would cannibalize their own business. Like, mm-hmm. you know, Epcot opens, less people go to Magic Kingdom. Hollywood Studios opens, less people go to Epcot. Animal Kingdom opens, no one goes to Animal Kingdom. So the thing that they got to do with Universal Studios Florida is upgrade it and update it immediately after Epic Universe opens to get people to come. Um, And unfortunately, like the things they've been doing aren't really moving the needle. Like Born Stuntacular is very impressive, but no one's going there just to see that. Uh, redoing Kid Zone from characters that no one remembers anymore, not even me, and Five Goes West was like my favorite movie in the 90s, um, to something that kids actually recognize, that's a great thing, but no one's going there just to go to a play area. And Minion Blast is an all-ages, uh, all-height-required, like no-height-requirement attraction, which is great for little kids, but again, there's already a Minions thing there, so it's not like going to draw more people there. So I think in the future, they would be smart to replace Fear Factor with something relevant and open and replace Fast and Furious with literally anything. And uh, uh, in the future, they could uh, swap out Simpsons because that ride system, it'll never die for some reason. They'll keep it around forever. Uh, But long term, I think they're really like short term, they're going all in on the Epcot model of at a festival. Like, let's add, let's add a festival every season, and that'll keep the locals coming. And it seems to be working. And they're relying on it being the flagship park with, the like, the name of the resort so that everyone always gets a ticket for it, the way that everyone get, gets a ticket for Magic Kingdom when you go to Disney. But I don't think that, like, they're, they're not going to be able to rely on that forever after this new park opens. So they're going to have to add something. But they have Zelda planned for Islands of Adventure in 2027. So... Uh, it's just more things going over to Islands and right. going to... Studios, I feel like they're gonna do something for 2026. Uh, I think it's the plans, it's so weird. I think the plan is to replace Fear Factor next, but there is nothing greenlit yet. So, like, somehow they have a date and they know where, but they don't know what. (laughs) But Universal acts so quickly that, like, I think they'll have it up if they want it up. Yeah, whatever it is. I mean, maybe we get some more nintendo i i truthfully i see more nintendo going into studios so they have that like draw that potter does with islands and studios right now where it's like come to all three parks and experience all three of our nintendo adventures i would i say there was a plan and it got really close to being like done uh for pokemon to take over kid zone uh and i think Everything got rearranged when they canceled the Potter virtual reality attraction twice. They canceled it at Epic Universe and moved it over to studios, and then they canceled it again. And when that happened, they shifted gears, and they're like, let's do the DreamWorks backup plan for KidZone and get that open for 2024 instead of the Fear Factor replacement thing with the virtual reality. 
and the minion blast like so they have minion blast they have kid zone but they're small potatoes but i also think the virtual reality thing probably would have been a big bomb and no one would have liked it so maybe it's for the best um but yeah so pokemon they want it to take up a lot of room they want it to be as big as the original super nintendo world and i don't think currently the universal studios florida has the room for that unless they were to bulldoze all of simpsons and take over some backstage or to bulldoze all of men in black and take over fear factor and even then you still need a little bit backstage because that is a skinny plot it doesn't go back very far because it butts up against apartments that the previous owner that sold the epic universe land built apartments there for some reason that would have been really nice to have that as backstage space to support a new yeah. land but because, I like, like Men in Black just, like, butts right up against the road there. There's no room behind Men in Black. Those apartments are only good because I can see how many Horror Nights updates in the middle of the year when they're testing the show and everything. <laughs> yes. And I, I mean, I, you know, I, 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 I'm people live there. You can't evict them. It's too late now. The decision I mean, has been made. You could. you could. Hey, we need this land. Why, uh, Nintendo? So, personally, I, I think... Would do it as Nintendo. I think Pokemon might end up in Epic Universe just because they need more room for it. But as of right now, Sorry. I don't know what the plan is. Yeah. They do have an expansion in Epic, like space for an expansion in Epic Universe, if I'm correct, don't they? They have two expansions in Epic Universe, four new lands. The one on the left is the same size as Super Nintendo World, which is conveniently the same size as the Pokemon plan for KidZone. Uh, and the other one on the right is technically big enough for two lands, but I think it would be split. Like, it would be awkward. There wouldn't be a, a room for two portals yeah. at the entrance. So, really, it's for one gigantic Lord of the Rings-sized land. Oh, don't, don't get me started, I hope, man. But <laughs> I, think, I think when I say that, I mean, like, the intention was it just yeah. in case we get a Harry Potter-sized whale, this is being saved for that. And the one on the left is more like a... It, like, because all the lands are, like, uh, 12 to 14 acres, and Super Nintendo World's, like, seven and a half. Mm -hmm. So I think the one next to it being another seven and a half was so that they could double up on Nintendo, and they were going to expand Nintendo into that middle plot on the left. And that could be Pokemon, or it could be more Nintendo stuff if they wanted to. And they could connect the two plots together, or they could give it its own portal. So I think that was the intention, and the right side is for, like, a gigantic heavy hitter to get its own world. And it would be more than a third bigger than the biggest land in Epic Universe. I think it's like That's 21 crazy. acres in size. Yeah, 21.2 acres of expansion on the right side of the park. That's insane, honestly, because, like, it's a pretty... That's, like, almost as big as, um like, three islands combined, if I remember correctly. Yeah, it depends head. on... It depends on... Yeah, like, it's the site... How to Train Your Dragon is, like, the biggest land. I think that's, like, 14 acres. And even that wow. includes a little expansion plot on the, in that land. Almost all the lands have expansion plots. Like, Nintendo doesn't, but the other three do. So there's the, they can also add rides to each of the lands if they want to in the future, just in case. Um, do you see anything happening with Volcano Bay? They have an expansion plot in the back that they were supposed to add something, and then it just kind of got literally backburnered, and then they'll get to it eventually. Okay, because like it feels like Volcano Bay's whole... But it also feels like there just needs to be a little bit more. When I went in September last year, I was like, man, I just want like a little bit more of this park. And I feel like it would be perfect. Well, like Aquatica somehow keeps adding more slides. Like every year they're adding yeah. more slides. It's like SeaWorld adding a new roller coaster every year. They've been pulling it off. And I'm like, where are you finding this land? Volcano Bay literally only has one expansion plot and they want to use it wisely. So I wouldn't be surprised to see a whole nother land added to Volcano Bay, like a named area. And given a couple new attractions. I could see that. Um, every time I go to Aquatica, I'm like, is it just tubes in the sky just connecting around? And I'm like, e kind of. Kind of is that. <laughs> they just keep, like, stealing more employee parking lots <laughs> until there's nowhere for employees to park except across the street at SeaWorld. I can see that, honestly. Years, it's going to be, like, one of those, like, gigantic water parks you see like in a million places in Asia where mm -hmm. it's just intertwining tubes. In it's a just Futurama people yeah. going to work <laughs> around yeah, your absolutely. head. Water. Yeah, with water. G give it give it another 10 years, they're going to get rid of the water. It's the world's first dry water park. You're in the slides and there's, you don't have to pay for the vacuum. Bills. <laughs> yeah. But Volcano Bay, I think it's doing 
as well as it needs to do so they're not too worried about it right now yeah i think it's doing super good like it sells out pretty often um but it's also it's the tiniest capacity in the world yes and um, i think that's that's the problem is like when they're ready to have higher capacity that's when they'll add that i don't i think they had a plan i mean they know they have a plan i saw the permits to add a new water slide like tower with three or four different slides on it for that expansion um and it was going to be the year after it opened but they had so many issues with the manufacturer that i think they just kind of gave up and they're contracted with that manufacturer so like i don't know what the situation is i think pro slide did every attraction in that park i think so too so and if they don't want to deal with pro slide anymore and they have to they're just not going to build anything i Imagine screwing up that bad <laughs> manufacturer. I mean, I, I, I don't. I'm not. I'm not going to blame ProSlide. Yeah, yeah. But I know Universal it was not happy. I think that's the story. Like there were issues. The maybe the capacities they were given, like the like, weren't accurate. So the Tapu Tapu doesn't work the way that they had hoped because they were basing it on theoretical capacities that were theoretical. Um, there was a lot of newfangled like slides. Um, you know, they had issues with the, the, the mat racers that had to be adjusted. You know, they had, they had issues with the, the wave thing. They had to extend the big giant blue wave thing. It's in every commercial because the, it wasn't big enough. Like someone did the math wrong. Like I would be upset too. If someone did the math wrong and built the slide too small. Oh yeah. yeah absolutely. And I also do, do think like I went on opening day and the fact that Volcano Bay was slightly functioning was a miracle because I was there at, at um, Cabana Bay the night before. Those pools and everything were bone dry. I yeah. woke up and there's water in them. Yeah. I, have, you got to hand to the fast fill technology, first of all. That's amazing. Um, but they're like the fact that everything was dirty and gross like a week earlier. Everything was mud. <laughs> and then they had plants and trees a week later. It was amazing. I do think like Volcano Bay was a miracle child. Like they definitely should have pushed that thing back, but it, it happened. Everyone who it, says they should open Epic Universe sooner because it's doing so well needs to remember what happened at Volcano Bay and Universal Studios Florida, because they should not rush it. No, some no. things just need time. And theme parks are one of them. Mm -hmm. um, just not the seven years to build one coaster Disney. Well, I mean, um, if anyone can afford the time, it's Disney. To be fair. Yeah, they're they're on a geological timeline. They're, they're, they they don't yeah. they don't work on, like the Earth is four billion years old, and that's like the calendar that Disney uses for expansions. I'm, I'm sure <laughs> there's some like suit at Disney who just sits at his desk and has the next two thousand five hundred years of Disney World operations charted out on a calendar. They're like, well, we need to save thirty eight cents this uh, this fiscal period, and it's like, well, well let's just take. How long can we push off Moana for to spread out the costs? When you factor in the butterfly effect, saving thirty eight cents on this construction price here will make us a four billion dollar profit in two thousand seven hundred and eighty four. Exactly. It's they so... know what they're doing. Oh, yeah. They're smarter than all of us. <laughs> I don't think smarter is the key. I think money hungry is the key. Yeah, but it, money everybody... does mean smart. Yeah, I mean, the world we live in, that's smart. <laughs> yeah. When, when they just you, tell everybody to go to Trader not... Sam's. Yeah. It doesn't, Your bill that doesn't mean that enough. they're smart. It means they have the money to hire the smart people. True. <laughs> you know? Oh. Speaking of smart people, uh, do we think Jurassic World The Ride is coming to Florida over River Venture? No. Why is really? this still a rumor? Because it feels like it needs to happen because our River Venture is in a bad state. Well, then upgrade River Adventure. Why isn't that an equal opportunity rumor? Why is the rumor Jurassic World, which is done making movies and TV shows? Thank why is God the rumor? That, by the way. Why is the rumor not improve the Jurassic Park ride and make it more timeless? Like why? Why have we? I want both rumors to be equally valid. Yes, I also want both to happen. I don't want Jurassic World, uh, the the ride, to like take over River Adventure. I would like to have both of them. I. I... I enjoy having cake and eating it, you know? So There's... Knockdown Kong put in Jurassic World Adventure. No, the, what? No. <laughs> I don't want to have Spider-Man next to Jurassic World Adventure like Beijing. It's just weird to me. It's just weird. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's the same ride system. They do not need to be right next to each other. They have Transformers and they have Jurassic World Adventure within like 500 feet of each other. It's just weird. And then two miles down the road, they have Ministry of Magic. Yeah, I'm okay with it one in each park. Just like I'm okay, like, like, I don't know. Epcot has like four boat rides. So I don't know. I'm not one to speak. How many boat rides does Epcot have now? Three, four, three, three. I'm going to go with three. I think it's three. You're the yeah. one who no. was just at Epcot. Keith. I was. I was I just was at Epcot on Wednesday. I didn't even know you were just there. I was just there on Wednesday. I'm like thinking back. I'm like, living with the land, Mexico, Norway. Mexico and Norway literally border each other, and they both had a boat ride. That's like a they only. Like the only way to explore different nations is through boat rides. They were going to have one in Germany. They were going to have one in Italy. Just boat oh, ride for everyone. You get a boat the ride. Big boat. The big boat that takes you across the the lagoon. The friendship boats? Those don't count. No, no, no. Like the ones that take you. Are they the friendship boats that take you like, yeah. physically across their yeah. modes of transport, their ride? Yeah. I mean, that kind of feels I like guess. counting the, the flamingo boats at SeaWorld as a water ride. Those are an attraction. It's those, on the it's map. those cost extra. Anything that costs extra doesn't count to me. Fair enough. Um, um, what was the question? No, the answer is no, because there's a Jurassic World Velocicoaster and yeah. Raptor Encounter, and there's a Jurassic Park, everything else, and there's no reason to keep swallowing up. That was a compromise that that creative made for Orlando. They're like, we can either redo the River Adventure or use that money to add a new ride, and they're like, let's add a new ride, and I think it was the right way to go. Oh, absolutely. Now, unfortunately, our dinosaurs are pathetic here yeah. here in orlando yeah. and i mean one of them surrounded in chain link fence with little like fake plants around it so like oh, the ultrasaur the broken neck the ultrasaur she's been missing she's backstage de-skinned uh and she's been there for months <laughs> just like sitting there sad limped over and dead she's been in a rough state for a few years now she's so been in a rough state different. forever her neck has never not been broken it, it, as a person who loves dinosaurs that yeah. ride has always offended me there's nothing good about it except the like music and the hidden shaving cream can like it's just awful <laughs> actually rexy looks pretty good i like the t-rex i mean see rexy looks pretty good but they kind of yeah. focus on her really hard um yeah. And we don't have the early, like, reveal either. We have the, like, slash marks for Jurassic Park 3. <laughs> I like the early reveal more. So, I, I, think, I think if it was me, I would pump in some money and redo the animatronics that we already have to be new, modern, and... Inst like, what they've been doing with E.T. up until recently... As they've just been opening up ET, ET's body and all the animatronics bodies and like tightening rubber bands so that they get like, and I'm being literal, like they have like a flicking finger motion and they're like, well, at least the finger still moves and they count it as an upgrade or a refurb and they move on. But they recently like got in some professionals and they've like, like ET in the celebration scene is actually moving. He's got some fluid motion. I mean, it's still... He's tapping his toe and he's moving his arms, but and his mouth is moving. These are motions we haven't seen in 20 years. I'm excited. So I think the dinosaurs, instead of just, you know, tightening rubber bands and replacing uh, paper clips, we need to actually replace the in internal structures of these dinosaurs. I can As see that. The, uh, the, the dedicated Jurassic Park fan of the two hosts here, um, I think that is the way to go. As much as I would like to see... Jurassic World the ride. I am a river adventure enthusiast, and I think just seeing new animatronics would just make it look the whole area would look so much better. I think the stegosaurs look good most of the time. Yeah. Like once they get a repaint and their 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 seams that split open are recovered, it's they're not too bad. Like the the sideways back and forth motion with the babies, good enough for me. But the Parasaurolophus has been dead for a while. Um, like they just add more bubbling every time uh, they go to refurb it, they add more bubbles. And I'm like, that is not the same. This thing used to come up four feet out of the water and now it just, it just bubbles. It's just like, it's farting us off course. And like, it's not good enough. We need a real actual refurb, please. I'm honest to God. I don't think I've seen him work or her work in a solid, like six months. I, well, I mean, I haven't seen her pop four feet out of the water since it opened. Very true, but I we mean, got like, like six inches of motion in the last ten years, and now it's no motion. Yeah, she's she's been underwater, and I'm like, well, I'm sorry for you. 
I'm gonna go look at these raptor bushes that move because they're on sticks. Because honestly, that that's the best animatronic on the ride. <laughs> the raptor bushes. bushes. On the, stick. the bushes are so good. <laughs> they move so fluidly. They just. It's like ET. The flashlights are the best animatronics on the ride. <laughs> You're not wrong. It's that in the car that like is stagnant and it turns on. It's so bright that you blind. We still have the one that slides in on the flying scene, thank thankfully. Yeah. That's the only car that still moves, but the, all three of those cars used to move. I'm not wrong. I always thought that, but I didn't know. Yeah, the Jeep that pulls up with the chain on it and, and the police car. If you know, if you look now, it's really easy to tell that police car is just a hood and a windshield. There's no other rest of the car. Wait, what? The one before, the when you drop down to the Sears mannequin and he goes, whoa, the one before that? Yeah. Uh, there's a police car that the lights just turn on and the sirens and stuff. If you look, it's just the front end tire hood and windshield and then it stops. There's no rest of the car. Because it was on a track. Um, it's supposed to drive towards you. I'm going to be scarred forever not knowing that. It's like a half third a of a car. Is coming to kill me. It's a third of a car. It's not even half. It doesn't um, have any seats at all. I didn't really want to label this like anything fun because it's just going to be a lot of us talking about all things epic. Um, but it's time for epic talk. The thing that most people talk to you about. Yeah, I'm getting sick of this epic universe stuff. Gosh. I mean, you're going to be sick of it by the time it opens. Um, the real question is, is, are you ready for Stella Nova? <laughs> you know, um, I, 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 I'm excited for those two resorts, the Luna, the Terra Luna and Stella Nova resorts, because they're going to look amazing. I think there was some concern when we found out it was being built by the same people who built Endless Summer, that it would just be painted concrete. But if you notice, they're putting up these like um, structures to like hang something on these like uh, almost like uh, these lattices. Um, they're going to be putting reflective panels on this building that are semi-transparent with lighting behind them. And this thing is going to glow. This thing is going to glow at night and upset all of those apartments around there. Uh, that, that's, that's their plan. Trying to get the, people to move out and not come back. That they can like take over the apartment and build hotels there. Um, it's going to be gorgeous. It's going to be like... Um, like an oil slick, like a galaxy, like a like a multicolor, like those cars that change color when you look at them from different angles. Oh, the whole great. building is going to look like that. It, they're going to be spacey and not like mirrors, but like reflective colors, like like what iridescent actually is, not what Disney thinks it is. <laughs> That's what yeah. those buildings are going to look like. I am so excited. I will pay anything. I hope Universal doesn't hear me say that. I will pay anything to stay at Stella Nova. And I hope it's the one on the right because it'll have the closest like proximity to the park. And I can just take a shuttle like 100 feet and be in the park. Um, I, but if, I'll, if it's the other one, if the other one's Stella Nova, I'll stay there. It's fine. I don't mind being on the other side of Kirkman Road. But they're going to be beautiful. And they're going to have like because they're essentially the entry hotels onto this new property. So if you're like yeah. coming in from Universal Boulevard, you're going to see these giant, like what are, what are the giant statues on the water in, uh, in Lord of the Rings? They're like oh, that. Oh God, they're, why do I not know this? Now I feel like they're, they're giant towers on either side yeah. flanking Kirkman Road. That is the road to Epic Universe and you're entering Epic and it's like gates. They're like celestial gates. Do we think they cut out anything recently to, like, maybe get us in earlier or not earlier, but, like, get us in faster, I guess I would say. Um, There's been some weird cuts and postponements over at Epic Universe, and I've been kind of dropping hints. Like, I haven't had time to do a video just about it. I'm going to do a podcast, I think, in uh, a week and a half about all of the most of the hub stuff, because <clears throat> that's where the biggest changes have happened recently. And I think it's just it's because contracts. I think it's just what they hadn't started building yet. And they're just like, well, we haven't started building it yet. And we don't really need it. We don't know what, like, we don't know how much restaurant we're going to need. I think part of it is this park was kind of designed with this open hub concept. Where, like, the center of the park was the city walk. Yeah. And they wanted to have dining enough for all the hotels. The, the the guests of the actual theme park but then also people who just wander in so they they kind of overdid the restaurants and then 
they permitted all of them and they were going to build all of them. And then at a certain point, they're like, do we need a giant food court at the entrance that has like 550 seats? Do we need another table service, fancy restaurant? And one of the first cuts was Meteor Burger, which every time I say it, I'm like, oh, yeah, it's a pun. Like the meteors that like like yeah. fly through the air, but also meteor. Get it? Meteor. Never mind. And it's they so good. The whole bit in The Sopranos. That was like <clears throat> a two minute bit. Oh, I never watched The Sopranos. Um, and the, the Meteor Burger was cut, like, from, like, the time the concept art was released in 2019, August, to the time the permits were filed uh, in January 2020, it was gone. And I was like, oh, I guess Meteor Burger's not happening. But the kitchen was still in the plans. And they're building the kitchen, but not the actual restaurant, which is so weird to me. Um, so I think there's going to be some maybe outdoor cafes over there. Um that's but really so everything that's been cut or postponed happens to be on the right side of the hub, which is so unusual. And I don't know if it's just like that's because they weren't they didn't start building it yet. Um, there was an Italian restaurant named Cassini that was going to be sit down and probably the most expensive one. Like it's gorgeous, like all the renderings um, that were le leaked by the artists. Um, it was like themed like an observatory. And I think that one got transformed into an outdoor cafe with outdoor seating and the barbecue restaurant on the left side got turned into a sit down restaurant to kind of compensate. So like they had already started building it and they're like, all right, how can we transform this? And they're like, well, we'll turn the counter where you order your food into a bar and it'll be a tavern. And, and they're like, brilliant. Perfect. So it's actually getting like plussed up from a quick That's service to a nice sit down. I hope it's not barbecue because I get enough of that in my daily life. Well, technically, I don't think it'll be barbecue anymore, but it's still going to have a smoker. Um, they're fine. calling it the Oak and Star Tavern, and I think everything's going to be cooked on oak. <laughs> so, okay. okay. So I thought the Oak and Star Tavern was going to be inside Monsters when you no, I I put that out as a possibility, but that is not the case. The Monsters one is still <sighs> called the Steakhouse. Um, although I will re re reveal reveal here that it is spelled differently than we think. Is it um, S D A K E like? No, that word is still spa spelled correctly. It's the other one that's spelled differently. Okay. A house. <laughs> a ho a house. Um, house like a German. Yeah, Bauhaus. exactly. There you go. It's because uh, <laughs> it's because it's, it's some kind of European village. They gotta yeah. like European it up. Yeah, I do think the gift shop or one of them might still be named Oddities and Monstrosities, and I do think Great. there's the Darkmore tattoo uh, stand or kiosk or something like that's part of it. I do think that it's called Steakhouse. The other one is literally just called Windmill, um, but the the Oaken Star turns out to be the new name for the old barbecue restaurant, which was called Elysium, 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 Elysian, Elysian. I can never say that word. Elysian barbecue uh, is now the Oak and Star Tavern and it's fancy. Cassini is now just like outdoor seating area. It's like the Cassini courtyard or something. Like the that's name fine. got to stick around though. Hey, that's cool. Um, there's a, a restaurant uh, right in front of the hotel at the back of the park. I think it was called Yin Yang. I think that's getting renamed. Um, so what else got cut? So Zephyr Market is the food court that got postponed. I don't think it's cut. I just think they want to wait a year to see what capacity is like and whether or not they need more quick services. Because there's also a ton of quick service windows and, and, and kiosks in the center of the park. And so, there's a ton of those restaurants in the lands as well. Like, yeah, at least one what one sit-down restaurant being well, quick service and then windows. There's one upscale quick service in every land. And that's not technically a sit down. It's where you order your food at the counter and then they bring it to you. Yeah. Um, like uh, Leaky Cauldron. Yeah. Uh, we already know to Toadstool Cafe is done like that. Uh, then the Steakhouse will be done like that. There's one in Potter, Wizarding World, that'll be done like that. And the Great Hall restaurant in How to Train Your Dragon will be done like that. And then How to Train Your Dragon has an outdoor cafe with like hundreds of outdoor seats overlooking the boat ride and then a smaller window. And then, um, same thing for the other parks. Like there's a windmill quick service and there's another quick service that there's two very large quick services at the wizarding world. Uh, I yeah. think that's, that's kind of a first. I'm excited to see what kind of food they bring to the table for quick service, French food, mm -hmm. because all I can think is like baguettes <laughs> and they're going to throw baguettes at you. 
I'm just thinking like rich, creamy sauces, and I'm like, oh, this is so heavy. I can't go back into the park. Plus, it smells like crap outside. Like, I... <laughs> so I don't, I don't oh, no. know. I love traditional oh. French cooking, but it is heavy. Yeah, I think Wizarding World's like the land I'm probably least interested in overall. Um, and like, it just keeps getting like weird little changes. It seems like that I'm like, eh, I'm not really here for it. Like, I'm just like. <clears throat> I, I feel like that's the land they're contractually obligated to make, and they that's it. It feels like the main ride there is the one they want to build, and then the land itself is, like, what they're forced to build, because they Absolutely. don't even match. They're completely different. Like, the no. ride is based on the British Ministry of Magic, and the land is Paris, and they're like, does it have to make sense? And J.K. Rowling's like, I don't care anymore, and they're like, fine, I guess, whatever. <laughs> Warner Brothers is like, you will build a Fantastic Beast land, and they're like, fine, but can we do a Potter thing? Yes, you can do a Potter thing. That's fine. It sells the merchandise. So, it was a compromise, but at least we're getting a good ride out of it, and then the land will look realistic i guess it'll be like yeah. the greatest paris like the greatest france pavilion at epcot like everything's full scale so i guess we have that going for it yeah i i'm excited for sight lines at least i think the sight lines in that area is going to look really nice mm. because of like how tall those buildings are. they're like what six stories or something like that yeah it's actually five stories made to look like six and seven stories so like not that much fake force perspective on the actual height because it's already five stories tall like nothing is that tall in diagon no and diagon looks great like when when you're in diagon you're in diagon is what mm -hmm. i tell people um right i think it's like that but like taller and bigger do you think counterterrain dragons is gonna be the most beautiful land i don't know it depends on your idea of beauty. I think it's going to look cluttered. <laughs> it's really? going to be it's going to be dynamic. It's going to be a lot of motion. It's like it's like the original Tomorrowland after like it, everything got built at uh, Disneyland. Like there's like oh, different God. forms of transportation everywhere. Like there's like this has a, a boat ride and a roller coaster and the flying things and uh, fake boats and fire breathing giant forty foot statue. It's like everywhere you look is just motion. There's a windmill at one point. It's like crazy motion everywhere you go. Um, but it's also really colorful. And there's giant tree houses, uh, bird houses with dragons inside. So like every everywhere you turn, it's going to be like a lot of stuff. But also sprawling and big and a giant like uh, cliff mountain on top of the restaurant. So like it's going to look really cool and match the films. But also, like, I don't know. It's gonna be it's gonna be too colorful for me. <laughs> I, there's some uniformity to like Super Nintendo to World. Nintendo. Nintendo has uniformity. It's geometric. Everything is very well like shaped. Over at How to Train a Dragon, it's like the residents of Burke built everything lopsided on purpose. It's like the Dr. Seuss of, of Vikings. Like I don't know what's going on, but everything is lopsided and falling over, and I it just makes me uneasy. So the phrase "Dr. Seuss of Vikings" is that's gonna stick with me for a while. That is iconic. Like a really good one. You're causing me to deconstruct why, but I feel like I'm going to be uncomfortable and claustrophobic in the biggest land in Epic Universe because it's all falling down. <laughs> You're going to be standing by the ice cream shop like, don't fall down on me now. It's like, there's a dragon sitting on top of a, like, a creakety old, like, like, you can see the planks of wood. It's like a cartoon character built it real fast, like, in the fast motion. And, it, like, it's God. just creaking above me, and I'm like, this dragon's gonna fall on me. It's the one point in the film series when they were, like, the point was they have too many dragons. And they're like, let's build a land about that. <laughs> yeah. Um. Nintendo, I feel like Nintendo's kind of, like, already almost done, because like done with the majority of the talking minus here in Florida because it's open twice now minus Donkey Kong and Donkey Kong opens up next year if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it does in Japan, yes. And like I feel like after that we will kind of have like a lull in Nintendo talk till we open up the next year. Yeah. So Well, I can't um, wait for everyone to be disappointed by Donkey Kong the way they were with Mario Kart, even though they're oh, both technically no. impressive. It's oh, like, it... it doesn't matter how impressive it is, people are going to find a way to be disappointed because these are fig like characters in video games we've been playing for 30 some yeah. odd years. Oh, I thought you just meant like something sucked about them. No, I think Donkey Kong is going to be really okay, good. awesome. Yeah, because I think Donkey Kong is going to be one of the best coasters. But someone's going to watch a POV, uh, like immediately think it sucks, and then everyone's yeah. going to agree for some reason because that's how the internet works. Oh, this doesn't fit with Donkey Kong 64's lore. 
Yeah, where's yeah. all the everyone always asks where's, where's all the well cranky's in the queue that's actually yeah. happening what's the what's the green uh, alligator people the the, King the... K. rule King K. rule I, yeah I, I, I just know him i don't know the race yeah he, know he, the race. none of them are there so i'm sure people complain oh, about that yeah. we have the moles instead that's fine you based off the newer uh game cool everyone's gonna be like why base it on tropical freeze that's the worst of the series it's so good it's still like, like, I'm um, sorry, that game's still amazing. People will find a way to complain. They'll be like, yeah. it's so short. And it's like, it had 17 scenes with animatronics and like dips and dives. And they're like, yeah, but as a roller coaster, it fails. And it's like, well, as a dark ride, does it succeed? And they're like, no, it's too much outside. We're like, well, you just hate everything. <laughs> All right. Well, I, before we hop over to. Sorry for foreseeing the future. <laughs> brief moment of prophecy <laughs> oh, i mean that's just theme parks in general i i every yeah. theme park i get that um before we hop over to my next little segment uh just like five quick questions um and it's um one answer or or this so it's like the, if or th- that or this um okay islands of adventure or studios islands of adventure but here's a weird thing okay i have to give a disclaimer the attractions of islands of adventure the vibe of universal studios yep 100 i get that um guardians of the galaxy or cobra's curse in tampa mm, guardians okay velocicoaster or cheetah hunt velocicoaster Although Cheetah Hunt, when the water is on, is pretty close second. It's back. I know. It's back. I know. Oh. I don't. I hate waiting in the line. That is like the slowest line of any ride ever. Yeah, I get that. Um, going like two weeks, I get to see the water on again. Yay! <laughs> the water is so good, Luke. It's so good. Uh, and then it would be next. Sorry, I'm pulling up my notes again. Um, Monsters Land. Do you think that's going to uh, the future of Monsters Land or Potter? Which one would you rather be going to right now if you had the chance? It seems to fluctuate, but I'm leaning toward Monsters right now. Okay. And then last but not least is uh, Halloween Horror Nights question. So kind of pick your brain back in time. It's going to be Case Files or uh, Dead Man's Pier. Oh. I'm going to go with Dead Man's Pier, just for set design alone. I respect you. Just for set design alone. All right, so this is a little segment that I like to do with first-time guests um, that have returned, or not returning, um, that we started a couple weeks ago. It's the parks that made you, so just a little background on you. Uh, So everybody remembers, um, what is your first theme park memory? My first theme park memory is the hippo, and it's a small world. It was going to eat me, and I was terrified. I was three years old. (laughs) I'm wow. seriously, seriously, I'm still kind of scared of the hippo. That's a, that's one I would not, I would think like the castle at three years old. No, it's a hippo. At- no, that it's the whole ride. The whole thing terrified me because, um, I also remember like the, like the, the India moment where there's like the multi-armed woman silhouette mm-hmm. and, and the way the arms move was just like so terrifying. So I have like all these flashes like my my memories as a three year old are very just flashes, and half of them are it's a small world terrifying me. <laughs> that, that that tracks. Um, <clears throat> what extinct ride made such a lasting impact that you still think about today? Oh, I hate that it's become cliche, but it is Horizons. Okay, I I, I, I went on that a thousand times, and in, toward the end, it never had a wait, so like I would just rewrite it over and over again. That makes sense. Horizons was a unique attraction, and it held such a dear place in a lot of people's hearts. Do you? I also liked imagination. I also liked imagination too, but better back then. Yeah, the the original one. Um, My first ride. Uh, I I have no idea. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm just gonna assume it's it's a small world because that's like that's where my brain started remembering memories. So we'll go with it's small world. Okay. What is a park you want to go to, but you have not been able to get to there yet? Actually, it's entirely possible uh, if you had wings was my first ride ever. Uh, what, what ride is that? If you had wings was where Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin is now. Wait, that was a, what? I never if, knew about this thing. If you had wings, um, 
and then later I forgot the second name and then later Delta dream flight. Um, and then dream flight was essentially like a big long commercial for airlines, uh, to like, and it had a good song when it first started. It's in Tomorrowland and it was like a, a travel log of visiting different places, but it never had a wait. Um, like when it first opened, it never, I don't, back when they t- did tickets, it didn't even require a ticket cause it was sponsored. So like it, like people went That's on crazy. it cause it was free. Cause it's like a commercial for whatever airline, I think American airlines back then or something. Um, but it was just a beautiful ride. It was very peaceful. I liked it. I even liked it when it was Delta dream flight and they took away most of the fun stuff. Yeah. What is a perk you want to go to, but have not? I guess Tokyo Disney Sea, but I really want to go to all Disney and Universal Parks just to say I've been to them because I think it's 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 funny because like I could go to new places or new countries or new like no I want to go to the same things I do here but like in other places to see how they're different like I went yeah. to other countries and I go to like McDonald's to see how the menu is different. <laughs> okay, I've been to all Disney parks and and. All but Beijing and honestly, McDonald's in every country is a really fun thing to do. Isn't it? Like that's yeah. McDonald's and 7-Elevens are like my favorite places to go when I go to a new new country. <laughs> uh, what is your number one bucket list ride? I I I uh, I don't know actually. Um, I I'm gonna say Mystic Manor just because it popped in my head and it seems pretty cool. Mystic Manor is fantastic. I get it. It was it was up there for me. It was like my top like three, but Phantom Manor was like my number one until I got to ride it. I honestly I could not tell you right now what my number one is. It, it because it's, I think it's that epic. You know what? Actually, I'm going to change my answer. It needs to be Indiana Jones Adventure. If I don't get on that before they close it, thank goodness it finally got like a refurb and it's sticking around. But like, I need to ride that ride. It, yeah. I can feel it being my favorite ride of all time, even though I've never been on it. Yeah, I mean, with how much you like Dinosaur, I think you'll just adore that ride. Cause it's right? Similar dinosaur is like a lower lit, less Harrison Ford version of Indiana Jones. Yeah. <laughs> what is your favorite theme park you've been to? Uh, I think it is Animal Kingdom. I, I really do think and it's weird because I would have said that before Pandora. And now that Pandora is there, it's like definitely Animal Kingdom. And it's not like it has the best rides, although it, it's getting better, I guess. But like, I don't know. I just like the the vibe there. I could sit in Animal Kingdom and just like relax and not do anything and still be happy all day. I get that. Um, who's your favorite coaster manufacturer if you have one? I don't know if I have one. I, I, I would have said B&M back in the day. Dueling Dragons was my jam. Um, and I think, um, who makes Shikra? Is that? Shikra is, I think, Vacoma or, oh, or yeah. B&M. Like, all the, the Disney ones are Vacoma. So, like, I like Disney coasters, I guess. I don't know. I'm going to say Intamin just because when it works, it's good. Yeah. <laughs> it's really good if it works. If it works, it's good. I love Velocicoaster, and it works pretty well. Shikra is actually B&M. So. so, yeah, I think yeah, I used to say B&M. Stuff is, that, that feels like B&M in a nutshell. Yeah, B&M used to be my favorite. Right. But I think lately, Intamin has done some great... The Intamin oh, does yeah. Cheetah Hunt, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah so Intamin. Yeah, we'll go with that. Yeah. Uh, what is the most disappointing ride you've been on that isn't Fast and Furious Superstars? Oh. I, that's see that's hard because like fast fear supercharge fills like the top 10 worst ride slots <laughs> yeah automatically it like it, it covers so much ground on how bad a ride can be uh where my favorite part of the ride is the little moment where there's like a little set design in between pre-shows and other pre-shows yeah and it almost feels like a dark ride for six seconds and i'm like oh this is what a ride could be and then you go back to more pre-shows um you know, I was really disappointed in Stitch's Great Escape in that Stitch deserves a ride where, like, he gets to be good at the end. Yeah. I think people miss the point of why we like Lilo and Stitch, like, why we like Stitch as a character. He's redeemed at the end of the film, and he finds family. And every time we get anything in the parks with Stitch, it's always evil Stitch. And I don't think that they understand that's that's only the first five minutes of the movie, and we don't like that character. <laughs> he has no. to be redeemed for us to want to hug him. So, like, I was really disappointed, because I'm like, oh, yeah, it's neat. He's spitting acid, just like in the first five minutes of the thing. Oh, look, he has multiple arms, like in the first five minutes of the thing. But, like, turning 
this beloved character into a horror ride. It didn't work for me. It was like, it was just mishmashed all wrong. Yeah, I completely agree there. I think, but also I really miss an alien encounter. So, I mean, it was exactly animal encounter. I mean, animal, it was exactly uh, alien encounter, but like trying to make it less scary, but somehow ended up more scary. Yeah. hundred <laughs> percent more scary. Like oh, a giant stitch is not cute. And chili breath is somehow more scary than <laughs> dripping, uh, uh, like <laughs> drool. <laughs> Yeah. What ride are you most looking forward to at Epic Universe? Like singular ride? I I I I'm in a constant state of a tie between monsters and ministry because I'm curious. Ministry is gonna have up and down motion and set design that follows your vehicle uh to create That's the illusion cool. to create the illusion that you're not like not going somewhere when you are going somewhere. So when then like the room did like when you leave the room you're in a different place like there's going to be some magic involved in the ministry ride that i'm very curious about but at the same time i'm really curious to see how they do a kuka ride arm without relying on screens for half the time for yeah. the monsters ride and i think uh, i was thinking it was going to be more family friendly but i think they're going to use the kuka arm like because they used to call it the robo coaster when it first came out the kuka mm -hmm. arm thing and i think they're actually going to create the feeling of falling with the kuka arm that's really and cool. I'm really intrigued with the motion profile. Instead of like the floaty feeling of Forbidden Journey where you're back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Because yeah, like they're always trying to hide the track so they like swing you over every time you go left from right. This one is just gonna be like a uh, Haunted Mansion style ride, and then you drop and then it flings you back. And like I'm That's curious awesome. to see how like it's gonna be completely different, I hope. But also the animatronics on both of these rides are going to be next generation and impressive. And I hope Universal pulls it off. What restaurant are you looking forward to the most at Epic Universe? Toadstool Cafe! <laughs> <laughs> That's insane how quick I, you said that. It is, it is going to be my new pizza Rizzo. I'm going to never leave. If they put a time limit on it, I'm going to like come back in in disguises and like <laughs> just I'm gonna be pretending to be different people throughout the day so I can spend You're, entire uh... days there. I'm going to bring a laptop. This is my new office. I will never leave. I'm going to sit by one of the fake windows with the little toadstools outside. And when Bowser comes by like launching things, I'm going to like get scared and like act like it's real because I live there and this is my home. Like is Plato's that where you're going to be on opening day? Italians. I'm not going to, I don't think I'm going to go on Nintendo at all on opening day because I know I'll never leave. <laughs> so where are you going on? Do you have an opening day plan? I'm probably going to go to Monsters and go do the big ride. Oh my God. Everybody's going to Monsters. My plan might have changed now. <laughs> uh, uh, look, yes. I feel I like, I feel like the normal, me. normal guests you? will go to Nintendo or Potter because of name recognition, but I'm going straight to the new ride. That's exactly what I'm doing. I'm going straight to that dark ride because it's a fucking dark ride with my monster boys on it. It's 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 like I never would have suspected that Spider-Man would be my favorite ride at Islands of Adventure when I went for the like team member preview with a friend in 1999. Like I was ex excited for like Jurassic Park because um, like that's my favorite movie of all time. And then when we get there and my friend made me do roller coasters and I'm like, I've never been on a roller coaster. We did Dueling Dragons. I was like, hey, I survived. That's not too bad. Roller coasters are fun. And then we did Hulk and I was like, wow, I actually like roller coasters. Then we did Spider-Man. I'm like, I don't really like Spider-Man as a character. I got out of the thing. I was like, that's the best ride I've ever been on. And it's like... 20 some odd years later and I'm like, it's still the best ride i've ever been on so monsters yeah. might be that for me i'm i'm putting maybe too much weight into it i'm too hopeful i don't think you are i hope I'll that say is that, much. that i think it's the sleeper hit of the whole park yep i think that ride's going to once the general public gets on it and goes wow that ride is crazy and good i'm never gonna get to ride that ride again I think it's like like Disney does the like the Beauty and the Beast uh, recent ride where like the Beast transformation or like the Pirate Shanghai yeah. ride with the pirate coming to life from the skeleton. I think we might get some cool effects like that, like a werewolf transformation, maybe. Oh, I'm Invis Invisible Man, cool. like uh, unwrapping his like wraps and like turning invisible. Like, I there's so much potential for special effects, which yeah. Universal has always been good at, and I want to see it in in a ride for once. I am I ungodly excited for that ride. Wolfman coaster, dude. That would be awesome. There's a possibility. Some, someone made the comment, like, Creature from the Black Lagoon, like, dripping in water, but it's like a musion effect on top of an animatronic, and I'm like, that is so clever. Like, that's what I want to see. Do you, uh, quickly before we hop out of here, uh, do you think the Creature ride is still on the docket? 
I mean, I think it is, but it's like so many it's theme universal. parks. Yeah. Well, not even like Disney too, like Hollywood, like MGM studios opened and they had all these plans for Roger Rabbit expansions and then things happen and they, they sidetrack and they come up with different ideas. Like, like, yeah, they want to do a creature from the black lagoon, but instead of just jumping into that, they'd be like, no, no, we need to hurry up and do Pokemon or we need to hurry up and do this. Or like, we finally got the rights to Lord of the Rings. I said it three times. Everyone oh, drink. God. Please, um, please. But, but if they get sidetracked, it might not ever happen. But last I heard, people within the company want it to happen. And I, I think they want, they want an indoor boat ride at that park. So this would be an opportunity to do that. Well, is there anything you want to plug before we get out of here? Well, you know, you can check me out at Theme Park Stop on the YouTube and the Park Stop podcast on wherever you listen to podcasts. And I'm on Twitter as Alicia Stella, all one word. All right, and as always, you can follow the show at Pod from the Fog at pretty much everywhere, and you can follow me at Demigod Seven Nine One. And that's gonna be a wrap, guys. Hasta luego. Woo.